Well, hello. Welcome to Sermons and Cars. I'm Dawn, and I'll be your host. I am coming to you at night, which means I have lights on, so I'm going to drive around safely in my neighborhood. <laughs> Sermons and Cars, if you haven't been here before, we ride around and we theologize about things, wondering and expressing why we believe what we believe. And it's something that we all should do, unpack, whether we're being informed by tradition or being informed by the actual Word of God, the living logos, that is Jesus Christ. And that's why we're here, to create a safe space for us to do that and for you to do that, because sometimes safe, safe spaces are not created for us to do that in our churches. Not talking about your church, but somebody else's church, right? Of course. So today, I'm gonna talk about something that's super fun. But wait, you might have heard my other sermons and cars where I talked about like love and all these squishy things because love is the most salient quality of God. And I'm going to get to some really controversial stuff very soon because this week I was called a heretic, a blasphemer. I was told I was going to hell and I should repent very, very soon for my blaspheming um, idolatry and I don't even know what else. Basically, all I said was I believe that women could be in the pastor role and I provided evidence of that by way of like a document that I had written for school at Liberty University and these people told me they refused to read it because it came from my perspective which is a blaspheming whore. What am I going to do? But I'm going to get to that and it's going to be really serious and cool. But right now I wanted to talk about something super fun because we're in a series called what the hell and we have not addressed cussing, no cussing, no cussing evolved. So I want to talk about that. Where did cussing come from? Why does cussing exist? Is cussing today different than cussing in when we were, you know, in a different era? <laughs> Why is it so important that we not cuss? Why are we so vulgar and not of Jesus when we do? <laughs> well, I think it's really funny because in every era there are cuss words. In every era there are things that um, are different and are vulgar based on our culture and circumstance. Much like the Bible, the truth is revealed in culture and circumstance. Let's start with Shakespeare, one of my favorites. He is a medieval poet who writes all of these things that we must read when we're in high school, like Romeo and Juliet and Macbeth and Othello and so many great poems. I was a big English nerd, so it was one of my favorite things. But Shakespeare was really good at calling out vulgarity and he probably did it for a reaction because that's just who he was. He was a playwright. He wanted to get reactions from his audience. Let's go over some of the vulgarities and cuss words of Shakespeare's day. I have some of them written down. So if you see me reading, that's why. Thou poor pig. Oh my gosh. That's basically saying the B word today. Um, thou malt worm. You're a malt worm. You go under the earth. You're so awful. Maybe mf -er. I don't know. <laughs> Thy tongue out venoms the words, worms of the Nile. Venomous. You are venomous. Basically, that's what was said of me this week when I was, you know, talking about the Bible. But it's, that's beside the point later. Later, guys. Wretched and low, thou vain, idled, headed harlot. 
all Shakespeare's cursing and vulgarity where he was trying to get a reaction from the people. My favorite, my favorite, it's basically flipping the bird. I thumb my nose at thee. Yeah, it was very vulgar in that day and age. Now it seems very funny, but in that time it was very vulgar. Oh, oh, I forget about this one. Othello, Othello, he called Des Desdemona fault as hell. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's even a cuss word today, isn't it? Hell. Shoot. Like even back then. Or, or Livy, Lily livered. Lily livered. You freaking. Oh my gosh. It was awful. Awful. Then we have. Oh, Trollius and Cressida. <laughs> my, one of my other favorite cussing of Shakespeare. He has not so much brain as earwax. <laughs> There's a lot of people I want to say that to, but Jesus keeps me. It's like, Holy Spirit's like, don't say those words, especially on political posts. <laughs> don't do that. So cuss words are very era specific. Cuss words are very moment specific. Cuss words are very context specific. Much like Tony's been telling us about the Bible, which is very context specific. Do you know there is cussing in the Bible? What? So Mark, Mark 14, 71 in the New King James Version reads, but he began to curse and swear. This is Peter, Apostle Peter. I do not know this man of whom you speak. Whom you speak. He's cussing and swearing. He's not just saying, I don't know this man. He's like cussing and swearing about it. Saying bad words, vulgar. In the Bible, bad words were like, um, so today we say the S-H-I-T word. And back then they said dung. Or it was basically the same. It was just a different type of language. So when we say cussing and swearing today, we're basically referring to the same thing as in the Bible, yet the Apostle Peter did it, as did the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul in Galatians 5.12, <laughs> Paul states his wish that those teachers who make circumcision a requirement for new believers would just go ahead and emasculate themselves right now. It's pretty cussy. Pretty cursy, right? Mm, yet, Paul's satire is quite relevant. And even still, Galatians 1, 8 through 9, where Paul's talking, do you know that Christians use that verse to basically tell people like me, heretics like me, progressives like me, whatever you might call me, they tell them this is the reason that they get to curse us to hell. And it's just Paul's satire in saying that, um, using vulgar language to draw attention, just like Shakespeare. So every era has its cussing and cursing, right? Let's talk about the middle finger, close to modern age, right? The middle finger, 1417. In 1417, um, there was this uh, battle between the French and the English, and the English used a longbow and it was quite the weapon, but they used their middle finger to pluck it. Yes, they did. So the French, having captured some English people, said, let's cut off their middle fingers. So we'll let them go, but in the future, they can't use that very awesome English longbow. 
but the English escaped with their middle fingers intact. So they ran around and they did this and they said, see, we can still pluck the U. Pluck the U, pluck the U, put it together, friends, and see where we came up with the middle finger as a vulgarity today. <laughs> Cussing is such a funny thing to me. I tell, I have taught my kids that I would rather you say a cuss word, like S-H-I-T or, you know, some other cuss word. I would rather you say that than hurt somebody. And I think that's what they, I think that's what God meant in the Bible, that cursing someone was bad. That means cursing them to hell, cursing them to something in this world, cursing them to disease. That's what God meant. We should not hurt other people with our words because our words and our tongue is as sharp as a sword. Our tongue, the most viable weapon in hurting folks, right? So I believe that's what God meant. However, I think that can be extra extrapolated a little bit further. So when we look at Exodus 27, thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. So I was taught when I was a little girl, and not that it's wrong, but I was taught that you shouldn't use like GD or Jesus, like when you do something like, so what I've done in my past, I've gone, I've changed Jesus into cheese, or I mean, I even say in front of my kids, I'm like, fudge nuggets of doom. We create these words. My kids go, you scared the fruit out of me. <laughs> we made these words up to take the place of curse words because we believe that we should do that. But we're still doing the same darn thing that Shakespeare did, Paul did, and Peter did. Aren't we? Aren't we still doing that? So what does it really mean to take the name of the Lord thy God in vain? I am here. I'll tell you where I'm at. Christ dash I an. So I learned phonics when I was in elementary school. I a n is a suffix that means belonging to. So Christian, using the word Christian, means belonging to Christ. This is true throughout the Bible. There's a guy named um, Epaphrodite that Peter talks about. I mean, not Peter. Paul talks about working in the church with him, and his he's named after. Aphrodite, because he belongs to Aphrodite. This is a naming nomenclature that's that's very um, biblical. Like it happens in that age. So, like Christ I A N today, and even in the Bible in the early Christian church, means belonging to Christ. So perhaps our our interpretation of of taking the name of the Lord thy God in vain is wrong. And it's not that we say God this or Jesus this. Perhaps it is taking the name of Christ and perverting it in some way. Acting like um, something unbecoming of Christ. Hurting people. Not loving people in the way that Christ loved them. Or calling, telling people they're going to hell. Or calling them heretic or blasphemous. And not really knowing their life. Maybe that is really what it means to take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. By taking the name of Christ A.N. Belonging to Christ and using it in such a way that is unbecoming of him. So I don't think cussing in our terminology is really that bad. 
Vulgarity is hurting other people. Vulgarity and taking the name of the Lord thy God in vain is vulgarity is hurting people in the name of Christ. How about that? For a little snippet of happy today. I'll be back with you to talk about gender roles in the church and it'll be a little bit more controversial but I'll leave you with this today. You guys have a great night and a great day and enjoy your life. Don't hurt me. Bye. Oh